Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the Nazgul again, but who we're not familiar with the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. There are certain ages you turn and it becomes very exciting for you. You know, when you turn 16, you get to drive. When you turn 18, you can go to the military. When you turn 21, you can drink in a bar. One thing I did that I don't know that everybody else did, I went to a casino when I was of age and it was fun. I lost a few bucks. It was a pretty exciting day, but I was able to control it. I didn't have that need festering to have to go back to Motor City Casino or Greektown Casino. I was fine to leave, but you know, that's not everybody's story. And sometimes if that is your story, you have to spend the rest of your life in the afterlife being repentant for it. And that's exactly what happened to this week's guest. I traveled to little Los Angeles in New York. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and this week I'm coming to you from the Big Apple. I'm in New York. I'm in the little LA section of New York, and it's one of my favorite times of year. It's Christmas time. I love Christmas. I love everything associated with Christmas, uh, and I'm really lucky this week. I am joined by the ghost of Christmas just a moment from now, or the ghost of the very near future. Right there. Yeah, it's right now. Well, thank you for being here. This is a pretty big deal. I've never met any ghosts from any type of Christmas, so this is awesome. Yeah, so basically, I uh, love Christmas, as you might uh, guess, and like New York's my favorite place to celebrate it, but in the very, very specifically Los Angeles-based uh, neighborhood of Little L.A., and uh, this is kind of where I, uh, uh, you know, I, my, my, all my haunts are here, you know? You were talking to me a little bit before we started about Little Santa Monica. Little, little Santa Venice. Monica, yeah, Venice, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. My power is that I kind of know what's going to happen right after it had, like right then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me about that. That's So what is that like for you on Christmas? Like, what are the lessons that you're trying to teach people that are happening sure, sure. just as they're happening? Christmas morning is big for me. You know, kids are opening their gifts and I can see, oh, that's a, that's a fire truck right there. Right, is it, right before they see it's a fire truck. So I kind of kind of spoil it for them. So yeah. you're really just messing things up for people. Is well, you doing. know, it's a little bit mischief and it's a little bit uh, morality. So, you know, yeah. uh, for example, take something extreme. Christmas morning, uh, there's a disgruntled uh, man thinking about um, murdering someone with uh, some kind of a, a weapon. I'll be right there alongside him or her to say, hey, that's a murder right there. So they kind of, you know, second guess the, the decisions. So you're you're more or less talking them out of murder is what it yeah. sounds like. You know, I try to be uh, as fast as I can. It's really as fast as I can. But there are limits to my powers. I'm not the ghost of future, you know, right. Proper. I'm the ghost of real, real, real near future. So like, I only get the, in- the indication right beforehand. I'm doing my yeah. best out here, just like the next guy. I mean, I love Christmas. It's got to be tough. There's so many people who have so many lessons they need to learn around the holidays. And I mean, that's got to be just a massive workload. Massive workload. Yeah. Just like, uh, well, I can only handle so much. I mean, I don't get paid for this. This is just my lot. Well, let's talk about that. What were you, what was your life like as a human? I'm, I'm assuming you were alive at some point and then you died and you became the ghost of Christmas of the very near future. So as a human in your corporeal form, were you big into Christmas? Were you about teaching people lessons or was this something that, you know, you had to kind of a lesson you had to learn as well? It's kind of a punishment. 
this existence because in life it's yeah. it's honestly it's just what you think i invented scratch off lotto tickets it's the simplest answer i mean i'd like to tell you i was some world explorer or some you know real estate tycoon but no i came up with the piece of paper and you see if you won money or not and I, you know i got hooked on that and i lost my family i lost friends i lost yeah everything i had a number of dogs they starved i mean i it was, it was just all about i invented them and i was scratching them off so you, i know your next question is going to be what if you won wouldn't you be the one paying yourself yes and that and it was so it was deranged and and now i'm i'm here holiday uh you know i i guess yeah that is my next question if you knew what tickets were the winners why why would you play at all? It, it was I mean, just the it, love of the game. It was the thrill. I mean, it felt like being, I felt like I was a rock star on stage. Just every time I'd scratch sure. it up and see the corner, is that a three? Is that a 200? Is that, oh no, it's three, three X's. You didn't get, you didn't, you lost, you know? But yeah, yeah. sometimes I would win and that was huge for me. That was everything. I felt that every fiber of my being. And then of course you go to cash it in, in the mirror, I give myself 200 bucks. Great. You know, and the money runs out, you know, the like, like everything, like all the, it's like the end of Goodfellas, like all the good times come to an end, you know? And here I am. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's ketchup and wet noodles, I guess is exactly you know, what, what life becomes. Ho, but, ho, ho. I mean, it's tough, you know, it's tough ghost that you, that you lost all of that stuff. But I think if you're looking for a silver lining here, you gave people money. A lot of people won money on scratch off tickets, you know, so that's good. You're putting some good energy out in the world. Yeah, and I always say, you know, people are thinking about furthering their education, going maybe going to do a, some kind of program to learn a work trade skill or something. No, don't do that. Buy lottery tickets. I invented them for a reason. You, hey, mm -hmm. you could waste your time going to medical school and being all hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Or guess what? Scratch, scratch, scratch. You're a cajillionaire overnight. I will say that it is much easier to scratch off a lot of ticket than it is to go to med school. That's for certain. There is, uh, yeah, cadavers, needles, books. Oh, my God, the books. How many books they got over there? And college books are too expensive anyways. It's insane. I think I paid like 300 bucks for a theater book when I was in college. They're, they're just too expensive. And if only I were there telling you this is going to cost 300 bucks, you would maybe rethink that whole thing and buy, you know, 25 scratchers. I certainly wouldn't have gone to theater school. Uh, you so, look like okay. you'd be real good at the lottery. <laughs> have you ever played the lottery? I have played the lottery, yeah. They got a horse lottery, too. They're running around the track, and you just pick which one you think is going to win. Yeah, the track. Yeah, the horse races. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of gambling stuff. I, you know, I love going to the casino. I don't, I don't go nuts there. I take like 40 bucks with me, but, you know, casinos are fun. They got uh, the Mega Ball, but it's with uh, poker cards, and it's kind of like a game where you try to match the suits. And uh, <laughs> they got uh, Lotto with the little ball. It circles around. You guess which one's it going to land on? I, I came up with all this shit. So I I, I want to go back to while while you were alive too, because you said you lost your family, you lost your dogs over all this stuff. Was mm -hmm. there ever a moment when you know your wife came to you and said, "Hey, it's the lottery or me." You need to, st oh, you, we have she, a family, you know? Oh, uh, try wives, plural. Yeah. Every one of them tried that shit with me. And, you know, most people have a, t a time in life where they get to the edge of the metaphorical cliff and it's either you're going to keep fall right off or you got to say, hey, back up a second. And I've had mm -hmm. several different women I've been married to try to have the come to Jesus moment with me. No one got in the way of that with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's all about the lotto. 
and I developed a sickness. Yeah. And now I pay for that. I'm sorry. What was your question? I no, I think that I think that was a great answer to it. I think that kind of gave me all the insight I was looking for. I I think I knew that you were gonna tell about, me that was a plus answer and I crushed it. Yeah, I knew that. That wasn't a plus answer. You did crush it. I just it. wanted to hear you wanted to hear you say it. Yeah. I guess, you know, you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I've I've certainly had passions in my life that have maybe taken well, let's up try more it right time now. Space. What number uh, are you thinking of? Think of a number between one and five. And then tell me what Four. it is. Four. 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 Yes. Correct. Sorry, I, I talked over you talking about passion. No, like- it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that's it's kind of a symptom of it. You know, you can tell that you have a passion for the lotto. I'm just, it's such a, it's a shame that it didn't really work out for you all that well. Unless maybe you think that it did. I don't want to pass judgment here or cast aspersions. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's kind of like in Dante, how, how in hell people are kind of punished you know, in, in ways that had to do with what they were doing up on earth, you know, eat, chewing off some guy's head or something because they right, uh, right. took too much interest in a loan or something. And then in some ways, that's what I'm doing right here. But at least I get to do it in my favorite neighborhood in the whole, the greatest city in the world, Little Los Angeles. Little Los Angeles here in New York. I'm I'm very excited. I've never mm-hmm. been to Little Italy. I've never been to Chinatown, but I'm I'm excited to be here in Little LA. We have everything here. We have Little LAX. We have Little Burbank Airport. We got the uh, Little Santa Monica Beach. We have mm-hmm. Little uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel Live. We have a, a Jimmy Kimmel Live, but smaller here. Is shot. Yeah, you know we have the little writer strike going on. <laughs> everything LA has, we have here, but a little bit smaller and contained right in one little part of New York City. I did enjoy a little prime pizza. I thought that was a delicious slice. Oh, yeah. Little prime pizza. We got little Rob Belushi. We have little uh, Malibu. We have everything. So as a ghost now, let's let's, you know, you've lost the family. Everything's kind of been I don't want to say falling apart, but things are things are dire. You're in dire straits because of your love and passion for the lottery. Now, as a spirit, do you find that are you finding it? I I, I still can't get enough. You know, I. I'm still at the Seven Eleven. Just uh, every every little piece of human money I come across, I'm blowing it on, and I can't cash it in. I'm not like I can't even scratch <laughs> the thing. My hand goes right through it. But you know, it's still uh, so you're, you know you're like still they, into the lottery. Yeah, I mean, Bob Evans is still out there cracking eggs. You know, like I'm out here trying to crack a fortune. So how does that play into your into your work? Do you I mean, I would imagine if I were you, I would maybe tell people, hey, I'm, don't murder I'm all these late. people on Christmas. I show up late a lot. Act like I'm going to warn someone like, hey, don't commit this crime. It's a holy day. Mm-hmm. And like they they just did Do it. You, I, I, maybe this is too. Maybe this is a secret I'm not supposed to know. This may be a little inside baseball. Do you have the stats on how many things have happened because you were late? Like how many instances? Of they do. Um. They do an annual spreadsheet and they, they, they send it out. It's not good. The numbers are grim. It's bad. But that one in every, you know, 400 or so where I get there and, you know, I can kind of yeah talk someone off the ledge, so to speak. It's magical. And that's, a, that's what Christmas is all about. And that's what makes it so much more special. Because if I was out there preventing every tragedy, you need peaks yeah. and valleys. You know, we can't be happy yeah. all the time. And that's what, that's my problem with the, uh, Facebook and web, you know, like living in meta world, like you can't just have everything you want all the time. We need to have, uh, you know, 
Yeah, um, some balance. Murders. Balance, yeah. balance. You know what's a great Christmas stocking stuffer too are scratch-off tickets. I love getting scratch-off tickets in my Christmas stocking. There is no gift better because I think of it as an investment and people say invest in things you love. And if you love chance and if you love the concept of maybe. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong. Well, I think that's, you know, it, yeah, if you love chance or if you, you're taking a gamble on yourself too, right? I mean, have you ever played a uh, scratch off lottery ticket with a quarter? You just flip it and you see who can guess if it's heads or tails. And that's kind yeah. of, uh, you get win big on that. So it really seems like, uh, you are just all about gambling. Any kind of, any game of chance or any way to, to kind of double your fortune. That seems to be what you're into. Yes. And I mean, I'm, that's what I am into. Yes, I am supposed to be into preventing tragedies, but it's a give and take. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Do, you know, people like to eat meat. They like to have a, a pet dog. It's not the same. You know, uh, no, for sure. Yeah, it's not as black and white. I think as people would like it to be. I'm just trying to get by and make sure Christmas happens every year. Because if I'm not there, telling the kid, "Hey, you got a new Nintendo, uh, Facebox 360, or whatever the the, the heck," you know. He's not yeah, going yeah. to open that present. And then that kid may grow up to be Hitler part three. And this is Christmas. We're talking, we're talking about Christmas. All right. It's a holiday. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to know about Hitler part two, let alone jump to the third one. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know. So what do you, I mean, we're in little LA. We're here in New York. Mm-hmm. What do you like most about the city around Christmas time? Because I've been to the, I've been to the plaza, you know, I've seen the tree. It's really beautiful. I love the snow kind of cascading down from the buildings. Everybody seems like in such a good mood. What do you like about Christmas I, time here in LA? The thing I like about uh, Christmas in New York City is this little part of little LA where there's no snow or cold weather. Basically a, a desert climate here. Somehow the buildings align so that there's just the perfect Los Angeles, uh-huh. Southern California climate. And that to me is Christmas in a nutshell. And I love it. I Yeah. For people who are listening right now and say, you know, this comes out around, say this comes out around Christmas or any other holiday, there's somebody sitting in their house right now, spirit, and they're thinking, I'm going to murder a bunch of people with a tool. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this holiday bad for somebody. What do you say? For somebody, yeah. Make uh, people who are in need. Oh, I think spirit, I think you evaporated again into the air. This is good. Maybe this is a Christmas lesson that I need to learn. I would say you disappeared again, Spirit. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I'm gonna let me move to a different part of Little LA because I think the <laughs> my signal might be stronger in a different part of the city here. Oh yeah, right over here, Little Little Echo Park. It gets a little bit stronger. The connection. I love Little Echo Park. Yeah, we got a little little um, Echo Park uh, Reservoir. I think. Yeah, yeah, little Silver Lake Reservoir, little Silver Lake Reservoir. Yeah, we got you know <laughs> anything you can think of over there. We we have here. Uh, yeah, I would say so. So your question, just to follow up, was uh, if someone is considering committing mass murder on Christmas morning, and I happen to be sent, what do I say to that person? Yeah. Well, it's hard. Okay, and this is where the truth is not so pleasant. Um. I don't know that they're really going to do it until like right as they're doing it. Yeah. So you could be uh, at an orphanage before the sun comes up and, and there's a crazed man for whatever reason is going to burn, burn the place down. Okay. I, God forbid. 
I can be right there with him, but I don't know if he's actually going to do it until that match is struck. So I got to be real quick to it. And, you know, hey, people might die. Don't do this. You know? Yeah. So it's a, so, so my, my adventures are a lot shorter than the Bill Murray film. That was going on two hours of, you know, ups and downs in the past and a few. I'm like right in it. I yeah, don't, have, I don't yeah. have the luxury of, of these. I need to get, get shit going now, 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 you know? Well, I think it's great. I mean, if you're, if you're listening, play the lotto. Help, play the this, lotto. help out this spirit. Help this me is out. the person who invented it. Every time you scratch, every time it's like they say, every time you scratch off a lottery ticket, you might win. And every winner's, you know, it could be any amount of money. We don't know, but some of them are pretty big. I'll also say that some of the tickets that you just win another ticket, that's like go- traveling right back in time. That's like the opposite of me. That'd be like, you know, my, my bizarro me, you know, like scratch yeah, off. You got to yeah. start over. Go ahead. Try again. That's for nothing. Some of those tickets are 20 bucks. Yeah, some of them are. <laughs> If you buy five yeah. $20 tickets and you don't get anything on there except one of them, you one of them, you win five bucks, you're five bucks ahead. And then you might get another one that says start fresh. I'm right there with yeah. you. And we can win big. Are you saying you and me, you and me can win big? I think if you win a big enough scratch off ticket, the spell is undone and I can come back. <laughs> and you I want to like, come back so badly. There's too many good lotto games out there to play. So I tell you what, I'm going to go into this uh, little 7-Eleven here and I'm going to go in and I'm going to get some scratch off tickets. And I, let's go sit in Central Park and scratch these bad boys off. Central Park. Oh, outside of Little L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, OK. Well, we could go to a little dinosaur coffee or I'll have know. to uh, change my change out of my beach gear. Well, we can stay in L.A. We can stay in Little L.A. No, no, I should. I should get out. Well, whether we do or don't, I'm going to know right as we do it. All right. Well, I look forward to winning some big bucks with big you. Bucks the, with go, you. The, the ghost of Christmas, very near future. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. And uh, I want, I want out of this. I want out. Uh, we'll get you out of here. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll set it up. I got a few bucks on me. We'll, we'll make it okay. Have you played the Mega Ball? <laughs> I have. I won. It was like nine hundred million dollars. I did. I didn't. I didn't win though. I'm no longer eligible, but I think if you could play for me, maybe every time you get one, get one for me, just double it up. Yeah. We'll double our eyes. Right, well, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because I'm I'm all about some Christmas magic. So yeah, let me let me go in and do this. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey neighbors, Adam here. Have you been enjoying my neighbors are dead? Well, there are two quick and easy ways you can show your support that only take a second. First, leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. That can be anything from talking about a recent episode to suggesting a film for a future guest. And two, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. It helps you, it helps us, and it helps new folks find the podcast. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back. I am joined now by AEW wrestler and comedian Ryan Nemeth. Thanks for being here, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of yours. (laughs) uh why did you pick scrooged i love this movie but what's uh why this one it's one of my top favorite movies ever and i think it's uh very scary to me i think it's spooky and it's nostalgic and uh i was scanning through all your episodes you know to see that there's some some people have chosen the same film shining is like my favorite scary movie you know but yeah you've met a lot of ghosts from the shining and people from the shining i've met a lot (laughs) Yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, no one's done alien or aliens, but yes, they have. So 
now maybe someone did screws already. I don't know, but I hope not. No, I I I love doing ones that aren't. We did a uh, we did Goonies. Oh, um, nice. Which was fun. Uh, no, man, this movie is great. I loved like when the who is it? The Ghost of Christmas Future, the scary one. Is he the big like yeah. Grim Reaper looking guy? God, when he pulls up his shirt or opens his robe, that as a kid that fucked me up. Yeah, that's really scary. And um, there's so many scary, so many sad parts. The movie takes when you see his past and the dad who just kind of sucks and the mom just yeah. so adorable. Oh man, it's all such a bummer. And you see why he's turned out to be this man that he is along the way. And A Christmas Carol is my favorite novel ever. I love the book. I read it every year in December. I just am enamored with it. And I think this is the best modern take on it. Man, I've never done anything. I've never read A Christmas Carol on Christmas or like had sat around and had somebody read it to me. Kid it's, or an adult. That's not, it's hard. It can't really do it in one. I mean, it's more, it's like 80 pages. So you should, I always start at the beginning of the month. I try to make it last. And when it's, when it's like halfway yeah, through, yeah. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I, well, I think it's such a, it feels like I'm sitting by a fireplace. I love that book. God, man. I loved living in Chicago for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It, like a Midwest Christmas is so, it's the best. Yep. Snow, cold. It has not been very snowy for Christmas in Cleveland the past few years. It's like whenever I get there in Cleveland, it's always like rainy and cold. Yeah. But then right, yeah. well, right as I leave it, like a blizzard hits or something. <laughs> I always miss uh, it. Were you a horror kid growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked being scared. Well, I'll tell you this story. My family, my parents were very young parents, I think. And so they were kind of just like you know, very young people who happen to have kids around. And so they would like really, they would just like terrorize us, man. They would have us watch. (laughs) We, for example, we would watch a movie like puppet master, which now if you watch, is not very scary, but you know, as a kid, it's yeah, it's horrifying. And most of my world is dolls and toys and like action figures. They're everywhere. So to see a movie in which they can come and kill you. (laughs) Yeah. And so they would play pranks on us. They would like, set up all of our action figures and little troll dolls and stuff like at, at the foot of the bed. And then as we were sleeping, flick the lights on and off and go and scream at us. So we would wake up screaming and see that. And we just watched puppet man. We just lose our mind. You just, they would just terrify us, man. (laughs) My mom took a, a a peewee Dermot, a peewee Herman doll that you pull the string and he talks. Oh yeah. She hung it from the ceiling fan in the kitchen and like put a knife on it, like taped a knife around it somehow. And turn the fan on. So this thing was like swinging in the kitchen. This is so dangerous, by the way. Yeah, of course. And she would say, hey, hey, guys, come in here. And we would go in there and just piss our pants. Like, it was so scary, dude. And I guess that the thrill of that, it was quite scary, but thrilling. And like, I love scary movies. I love being scared. I love when someone pranks me. I love pranking people. I love ah, like anything like that. I love it. Man, I met your dad. I didn't know I was meeting a psycho when I met him. They're they're <laughs> lunatics, yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of other things. They would be like, you know, if it was like nap time, you know, and we would say like, no, we want to play with our toys in the basement, you know, the cool part of the house. My mom would say, you got to take your nap. And we would be like, nope, we're not coming. And she would go, all right, I'll just send Freddy Krueger down there. And Jesus. Like, <laughs> you know, all I knew about that guy was that he just fucking killed you, you know, and like yeah, terrible yeah, things. Yeah. So we would just scream. It worked. You know, it, it, it didn't not work. I'll send Freddy Krueger down there. And she would say it in such a casual tone, like, oh, fuck, she knows it's him. All right. Let's get yeah, right. Him. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, He's just waiting uh, in, in some other room, like, come on, come on, come on. Give me those kids. Give me the green light. 
<laughs> yeah, very man. We, I don't know. I don't know if parents still do that to their kids, but I feel like you know, both being from the Midwest, it's just something. I don't know, man. I have so many dangerous toys, so many ways to kill myself as a kid. You know, mom, let me fireworks run everywhere, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. I could go into my house at any time in my childhood or garage and guarantee find either fireworks or a giant knife that, you know, like when, why does my dad even have this knife? He's not a hunter. Yeah. You know? Right. My grandpa had a bunch of rusty old tools out in the garage there you right go. by the yeah. baseball bat. So it was, yeah, that was super fun to play with, man. Are you touring doing shows right now? Where can, where yeah, can people? We, well, we just, I don't know when this will air, but I can tell you, maybe I got to move again. Uh, we just, my brother and I just finished a four show little mini tour of Hunkamania, which is our wrestling comedy variety show that we've taken around to various spots in Los Angeles. And we did Las Vegas. We did Cleveland and Pasadena last year. We're probably going to do Detroit this year for SummerSlam. And then we just to hit the Hollywood Improv just uh, to be on someone else's show. I'm doing a show in Chicago in two days. I'm everywhere, buddy. Dude, you are. I'm bummed that uh, there's no longer a second city in Hollywood because that was sort of like our home place for a while. You know? I know. I was just thinking about the show, you know, with Brett and everybody, Warzeka doing, I, I miss doing that stuff. Me too. It's nice to have a, a, a regular, like, cause I love scheduling whatever, wherever, but it was nice to have a regular set show every uh, yeah. month. Uh, yeah, but you and your brother, you guys are crushing it, man. That's so, every time I see you and you're always like, you're just you're hustling, man. You're a grinder. We try to time the shows up with where the, when there's a big pro wrestling event in town, whether it's uh, WWE or AEW. And so we did it. The Vegas one we did was the night before Double or Nothing. And it's so fun because fans come from all over the world to go to these shows, especially WrestleMania yeah. and SummerSlam. And now uh, AEW's you know doing all in in England. I think we'll probably try to set up a show there too. And that'll be like, We've we awesome. we've only done um, Canada outside of the U.S. So if we did one in in London, that would just be so cool. And I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. So if this That's comes cool. up before then, and if you're a, a comedy promoter in London, hit me up. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find a venue. <laughs> yeah, Honkamania put up in London. Uh, well, buddy, you're the best man. Thank you for coming by. I, you don't I have any hard hitting gotcha questions for me. I'll tell you anything. No, man, I don't want to. I mean. All right, give us some dirt on something. It doesn't be about wrestling or comedy. It can be oh, some you know, dirt. Who are your parents torturing now? I'll give you a little bit of dirt that's not very like negative. My my mom, uh, she has this dog organization. What's dogs and cats? And uh-huh. they help adopt like uh, you know abandoned animals out there, and so they'll care for them a little bit at a time, and then hopefully find rehome them, foster, fostering. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're called Paws for the Cause. P A W S. Anyways, so often these pets or these animals just become Nemeth family pets. I've noticed this over the years. Like, they'll just, uh-huh. oh, we're trying to find a home for Honey, but, you know, she's not too good with other dogs. It's been like eight years. The dog just lived like this. That's a pet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they were telling me a few weeks ago, like, oh, we got, we're trying to find a home for this new dog. And they sent me a photo of Honey, which became a Nemeth dog, the cat. And the other dog all just sitting together as if they're best friends. And I just said, this dog is never leaving. Like they've all just, <laughs> you've created this incredible bond. Dude, do you, uh, I, I, I'm late to the game, but that site or that YouTube channel Dodo, do you follow that at all? Yeah, I follow Dodo. Yeah. Makes me cry every time. 
Yeah. So some of those, I love those videos, but sometimes they're so long. And uh, I know. Uh, yeah. I can only do like the three minute one. Well, to me, that's I want the 30 second version of it. But I, but <laughs> yeah. I will watch the whole three minute video and then send that to my mom. Or, you know, some of those, I don't know if you can really trust. I don't know, man. Like they'll be become, become lifelong friends of the squirrel. I sometimes think it might be a different squirrel. Like you, it might be that night possibly is not that same squirrel, but okay. I love, you know, it's nice. I do. I like, always thought that I thought they had rabies, man. I have so many friends taking pictures of, of like squirrels that are in there. Yeah. I don't trust them. You know that if you um, develop symptoms for rabies, you are basically going to die. Yeah, there's no cure. You can't get, you have to, like, if you get bit by an animal, definitely get the rabies treatment because it's like a 0% survival rate or something. <laughs> by the time you notice a symptom, you're done for. Yeah. This is the most informed and, like, uh, uh, PSA episode we've done of this show. May I just say one thing about sea uh, life? Please. To all your listeners, because I'm sure Jaws is coming up. Has someone done a Jaws episode? We've done, yeah, we've done a, yeah. I want to just say that uh, I did enjoy the movie, but it caused, you know, decades and decades and decades of really harmful shark calling and anti-shark propaganda. Let me just say this. They are fearsome creatures. Some of them are. Most sharks around the world are smaller than a foot long. Like most sharks in the oceans are tiny. Yeah. Uh, And the ones you're scared of, the white sharks and the tiger, they're not looking for you. All right. They're not. For you to say, I'm not going to go to the beach because the shark's going to give me, that is the same as saying, I can't go outside today because the tiger might give me. Like, they're out there, but they don't want you, you know? Sure. doing their own thing. The odds of you having any trouble with a shark are so cosmically small. And the ego on you to think that they're sitting waiting for you to go to the beach so they can have an alarm and go out, oh, Trevor's in the water, go get, like, it's not happening. It's so rare. And people just, we need to respect sharks, you know? A huge part of the biodiversity and the uh, the animal kingdom, and we need we depend on them. All right, let me just be clear about that. I love that. I I don't understand how anybody could be mean to an animal. It just makes me so sad. You should respect it. You shouldn't go messing with them. Of course, but- yes, I w- I'm with you. I don't feel bad for anybody at like the zoo who gets mauled by a polar bears. I don't feel bad for those people. You should have left the bear alone. And you, that's the phrase "shark infested." They live there. It's not infested. You're you're visiting where right. they live, yeah. You know? And show some respect. Uh buddy, I that's <laughs> such a what a beautiful way to end the show. That Let was really nice. Shark shirt right now. I love sharks, dude. Fuck yeah, man. My brother sent uh, me a little shark video yesterday. And I said, dude, I'm wearing a whale shark shirt right now. And he was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, isn't that basically every day? And I was like, Yeah, dude. I love sharks. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me get that in. Dude, I'm so glad you did. Ryan Emmeth, you're the best, dude. Uh we'll we'll talk to you soon. Follow, you know, check me out on wrestling or on comedy. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where can people find you? Give me your give me your socials. Well, uh, it's Rye Rye Nem Nem across the board. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, and TikTok. And then I might pop up in like, you know, you're popping up in commercials and sketch comedy shows. I might be out there. You know, I'm I'm in some shit. I'm in a, probably a movie that's coming out soon. Hey, congrats on heel. Doing my thing. Heel. Yeah. Thank you. Watch Uh, Heel. Bonnie Eric's movie coming out. I'm in there. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but hey, I'm breaking the rules left and right, baby. Hey, man, you're the ghost of Christmas lottery. That's right. Well, thanks, Adam Peacock. I love (laughs) you. Thanks, buddy. You too, buddy. 
Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort, and Ryan Countshouse, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nashon. I want to give a big thanks to my pal, Ryan Nemeth, for coming by and playing the ghost of Christmas very near future. You can catch Ryan on AEW's Dynamite. He's going to be wrestling all over the world. You can catch him with his brother Nick and their show Hunk Amania. They travel around. You can find all of Ryan's information and you can follow him on social at RyRyNemDem. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com slash dead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.